0: This is Dropped Among Us Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational, progressive rock band, Umphreys the Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreys, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Javiniak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my chat with Pete and Stephanie Herzog. Still, hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. In my chat with this awesome couple, we talk about their journey to finding Umphreys McGee and taking their kids to shows. We also talk about where their passion for art came from, the many cool projects that Pete has worked on with Umphreys. And of course, we get into the dry erase doodles that they've been doing during the pandemic as a way to cope with not being able to see shows and spend some time together after a busy work week and how that whole thing morphed from just doodles to doing musical icons. It's just a really, really cool story. And Pete and Stephanie also talk about how Umphreys inspires them personally, professionally, and artistically and just so much more it was such a really really great chat to have they're just so much fun they just had me cracking up the whole time the band recently released a new video featuring new dry erase doodles by pete and stephanie this time featuring the whole band um quick backstory i guess in case you didn't know Um, The origin story features Jake talking about where the name for the new intro album came from. Um, So if you missed that, I'll throw a link for that. But this new video features all of the guys in the band and the tune Lesac from the new album. You walked up shaking in your boots, but you stood tall and left a raging bull. Um, I'll also throw a link in the show notes for that new video as well. And if you missed uh, my little recap, random facts about the new album, little writing that I did, that's on the D A T C Media Company website under the "Dropped Among This Blog" tab. Um, there's also a link in the show notes for that. There's just quick little like fun info about like the titles of the song and where the inspiration came. There is also video of my chat with Pete and Stephanie that is available to watch. Pete added some extra little oomph to that, and that's really awesome. And I guess sort of an announcement. If you sign up for Crooked Conversations, lots and lots more details are coming soon about that, but one thing you will get when you sign up is access to a members-only site That will now be the only place you can view the video portion of my conversations here on DATC and other things. There will be lots more exciting perks coming and announced, but for those folks who have already signed up, seriously, such a huge thank you for your support. Like I am so stoked that people... We're already like, I don't know what this is, but I totally want in because I know it's going to be really awesome. So like having that much faith in me, I just, it feels really, really great. So a huge thank you to everyone who has already supported. I'm super excited to fully launch and reveal what I've been working on. And uh, this is so great. So if you've already signed up, you should have gotten your... Password creation thing and gotten access to the site. Please be patient with me. This is a totally, like, completely outside of my comfort zone thing. I have no experience with any of this stuff. I have no experience with any of this stuff. So, I mean, if you do, you sign up and you see what I'm trying to do and you have experience with this or you know how I can make it better streamline it please reach out to me um, I have grand visions but not always the skill set to make them happen but I'm willing to learn so please be patient if you sign up and I missed um, maybe something please feel free to reach out to me on any of the social media networks um, and send me a DM and I'll get to it and I will solve it and make this right. Um, But thank you for being patient, and thank you for being interested in this. I'm so excited, and it's really, really going to be very awesome. So check it out, Crooked Conversations. There is a link in the show notes, and there is also a tab on the DATC Media Company website, and there's lots and lots more exciting details coming soon, so stay tuned. Some unfortunate news to sadly pass along in case you missed it. I'm sure you know if you had shows that were planned. The band had to cancel eight shows this past weekend. Run in California, Terrapin Crossroads in San Rafael, uh, the Fox Theater in Oakland, the Wiltern in Los Angeles, and the Observatory North Park in San Diego, Also canceled, this coming weekend's shows, if you're listening to this when it airs on September 7th, Stubbs Barbecue in Austin, House of Blues Dallas, and Houston, and then the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A bummer for sure, but health and safety are what's important, especially now. I think all the information about ticket refunds was either... Email to the ticket holder or you can reach out to the point of sale to find out more about a refund. Hopefully the band is able to make it back out west in 2022. I'm sure a lot of you know these were already rescheduled dates from 2020. So to have them rescheduled twice like this is definitely a bummer. So... The good thing in this, the light of it, is that we all know that when they finally get the chance to play these shows, it's going to be just an epic throwdown and it's going to be worth it. So my condolences to everyone that's had to deal with this. It just, it's awful. We were able to have a little bit of time there with some shows and it seems like a lot of stuff is getting canceled again and it really sucks. Um, but the next shows on the calendar for the band are Resonance Festival, September 16th and 17th. That's in West Virginia, I think off the top of my head. And then Indy on the 18th and then Umbull October 8th and 9th. So hopefully we'll see um, how that looks moving forward. Um, I'm hoping I bought Indy tickets the other day. I bought some lawn tickets because I'm like, I just want another outdoor show while I can get it. And then, of course, Umbull. hopefully that happens. Um, If anything changes... You know I'll pass it along. Do you create shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers? Maybe you make screen prints or sell other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Are you looking to hire some cool people to work with? Perhaps you have a rad idea for a podcast or some other creative idea that you think the community would love. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company would love to help. With space available on our podcast network for your Umphreys related show idea, social media promotion of your band, commercial spots here on this show, as well as the other podcasts on the network, and more, Dropped Among This Crowd media company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have a question? Shoot an email to Dropped Among This Crowd pod at gmail.com. This week, I'll be bringing you a little rundown of the shows back in the beginning of August, the sold-out show on the 5th at Greenfield Amphitheater in Wilmington, North Carolina, and the two nights, August 6th and 7th, at Beach Mountain Resort in Beach Mountain, North Carolina. So August 5th, the band returned for a sold-out show at Greenfield Amphitheater in Wilmington, North Carolina. The band has played at this venue five times, including this recent stop. First time they graced this stage, September 25th, 2011. And I want to say I totally could be wrong about this. So if somebody knows, please correct me. But I think they've sold out this place like almost every time they've played it. Um, apparently, it's really beautiful to see a show there, according to a little Google search. Greenfield Lake Amphitheater is one of the most magical and intimate settings to ever see a concert. It's nestled in a basin of the Cape Fear River and is surrounded by 100-year-old cypress trees, which I don't doubt. Um, I was born and raised in Jacksonville, North Carolina, which is not far from Wilmington, like half an hour. Maybe it's not even that far. Um, or something like we used to go all the time when I was a kid. Um, it's definitely beautiful. I, I wanted to go to this show. Um, it was the day after my birthday too. Um, but it just, the stars didn't align for that one. That's okay. Um, I've heard that it's also like a small venue um, too. It's it's outdoor, but it's also small, so that adds to it as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure that this was a rescheduled, um, supposed to happen in the summer of 2020 date. So of course there was that excitement as well. People were finally getting their taste of what they had been missing. They would get the evening started with turn and run, seamlessly moving along to two by two, wandering off into the unknown slightly after seven minutes, beautifully dancing along, rounding the corner, spreading its wings, and embodying something a little more hopeful as it continues on. I thought I hear a tinkle of bridgeless about 11... 11 and a half ish. Maybe not an actual tickle, more like a very hopeful, bridgeless esque chord progression. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing listed on All Things Umfries except for a Feel So Good by Chuck Moningen. Moning- Monigan. I think that's how we would say that. Um, apparently, there was a tease of that tune. I'm completely unfamiliar with it, so I'm not sure when that occurs. Floating out to space and steering right into the ending of 2x2, that jam was damn fine. A real solid version of the Lanier Next, full of determination, charging off about four minutes, tumbling into a completely different vibe about two minutes later. And I really love this spot right here seven and a half-ish, where it just kind of sinking itself in and like, you know, oculars, like surveying where to go next, getting excited and just letting it all come out. I did tuck this one onto my 2021 list. Just the energy in that jam. I felt it's going to need another spin later on. Definitely one of those moments where you can like, You can almost see and feel like the smoke coming off of every single one of those instruments after that jam. You're just like, fuck guys. You just, just like set everything on fire. Cemetery walk next. I just love how the end of this song always gives me the ending of Layla vibes. Like I've thought about it a couple times, but this version really, really sparked that like reminder in me. I was like, God damn, it really gives me those those Layla vibes. Got Your Milk coming out next, followed by White Man's Moccasins and a perfect set-ending dance party with Chem Walk 2. Bayless thanking everyone on the way out. We are Andy Farag and the Fabric Softeners. I know I've seen a sort of list on Raptors, but does anyone have a legit list of the made-up band names that Bayless has laid on us? Like, this needs to be put into, like, an Excel spreadsheet. So, somebody please do that and then send it to me. That would be awesome. (laughs) Starting out set two with a very nice mantis sandwich that would also feature a very nice Jimmy Stewart with a lyrical stew beginning to musically dance and swirl around about six and a half, beautifully unfolding, revealing even more layers of emotions sinking into what feels very Pearl Jam-inspired and honestly, lyrically, really reminded me of Dave Matthews when he's improvising lyrics in the live setting. Bayless coming in with the lyrical stew about three minutes later, so like the nine, nine and a half minute mark is when those come in. Lots of lyrical stews coming out since Summer Tour kicked off at the end of June. I know I mentioned this in a past... Uh, episode I seriously can't remember which one but I know I just brought this up um, I think this is like three or four from Bayless and there was that one for sure from Jake at Apple Valley and like I said I think this is like three or four from Bayless which I mean that's just really 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 exciting that you know they're they them but especially Bayless is you know in that creative mind space, and that's exciting, um, especially, like, going into Umbul. If Umbul is happening, knock on wood, um, that's exciting, y- you know, that he's in that headspace creatively before they head into something like that and then what's going to come out of um, that weekend. I, that's another reason why I really want Umbul to happen. This is a complete side tangent um, <laughs> because of what it does for them, uh, musically where the headspace they have to get into to get ready for it and the results of those umbulls of what's come out of them um so that's another reason that I really want umble to happen is creatively what um what's going to happen after you know before and after so yeah fingers crossed All right, back to this. (laughs) They would leave mantis hanging in the air and interestingly turn the corner into roctopus. That first part of mantis found a place on my 2021 list. And if you're interested in checking out that ever evolving list, there is a link in the show notes. Dramatically, like almost spiritually, and then I kind of felt like dabbling its toe in what sounded like a U2 tune before fully putting on Booth Love, slipping into some serious funkiness about seven minutes, giving us those 70s Stevie Wonder vibes as it dances out, sinking its heels in further, keeping its funky overtones as it full of determination stomps on loosening its grip and falling all away, sliding into the ending of Mantis and then concluding this beautiful sandwich that started the second set. Like that's, that's really nice and that, it's nice and funky. Oh, just like dripping. It's So good. It's so good. The next tune, Bayless says, we're going to slow it down and play a new love song they wrote for us. I mean, of course, this is Bayless, so we all knew that it was, you know, I'm thinking we're going to get Wizards or, like, Ninja or some shit. I don't know. Something along those lines. But nope, all in time. (laughs) Another delicious sandwich, though, this all in time turned out to be with the meat of the bottom half stuffed inside the first part of all in time starting to take shape slightly before three minutes as it goes off on its own adventure – Got to either be some kind of James Brown jam, nothing noted on all things Umphreys, or just maybe absolutely dripping in influence in this jam. Neck deep in that all-in-time jam, just walking down the street and suddenly deciding to take a detour and at a snap of a finger magically becomes the aforementioned meat of this all-in-time sandwich, the bottom half. Enjoying its own little journey slightly before four minutes, coming back home into the bottom half a few minutes later, and closing out the second set and the evening in Wilmington with the conclusion of All in Time. This was just a whole bunch of fun to listen to. I suggest giving the whole show a listen sometime. Encore for the evening Life During Exodus. A mashup of Life During Wartime by The Talking Heads, Exodus by Bob Marley, and City of Tiny Lights by Frank Zappa. Found on the Zonky album, the band has taken this for a spin 22 times, including this most recent one, last played February 29th, 2020, with Marcus Rezac and Zappa band vocalist and guitarist Ike Willis on vocals. That mashup would call it a night in Wilmington. All right, on to the two nights at Beach Mountain. The first time they have played at this venue, the town of Beach Mountain located at the top of Beach Mountain is the highest town east of the Rocky Mountains at 5,506 feet in elevation. The nearest municipality at the highest elevation is is Des Moines, New Mexico, some 1,220 miles away. The venue is part of the Beach Mountain Ski Resort, which looks like just a really cool place. They had so many activities for the summer and the winter months. Um, apparently, they have disc golf there. Um, in, in the summer, they had like yoga and the concert series, and it looked like a really uh, rad place. Getting a night one started with "Suxity," enjoying a nice drive around the neighborhood slightly after four minutes, embodying some seriously confident David Bowie vibes as it struts its way out, a really solid way to start the evening for sure. This is not my favorite song when we were first introduced to it on New Year's Eve in 2019. But I surely enjoy the way they're allowing that one to stretch and expand. It's been a lot of fun to watch unfold in a short amount of time, for sure. Our next adventure, Resolution, abandoning its roots pretty early on, enjoying a nice drive around the neighborhood for a few minutes, coming back home, then adventuring back out, putting on its reggae dancing shoes this time but only for a few minutes before completely abandoning that vibe and just rocking the hell out. Giving everyone a breather and cooling things off a bit with the next tune, Upward, last played March 5th, 2020, At the Belly Up. That was the first of the last three shows that Humphreys played in front of an audience before everything shut down in mid-March 2020 a very nice sociable jimmy that would really find its balls about seven and a half-ish, followed by a pretty solid Miami virtue, bringing the jam to a more even level about seven minutes to cool its heels, starting to embody its grimier side and eye up its next direction, unwrapping some 90s radio grunge with a tinge of hopefulness to it, shaking that off and moving along into robot world. Transporting us into the depths of some serious evilness as it slinks along and destroys everything in its path. And ending the first set of Night One on Beach Mountain with In the Black. Personally, I thought a, you know, overall a pretty damn solid first set. Um, These three shows... Um. Definitely give them all a spin. I think that they were all really, really solid shows. Lots of uh, highlights and just great jams. Um, Give them a spin, man. Why not? It's great to have new Umphreys to listen to, for sure. Set to starting off with It Doesn't Matter. This is another tune. I know if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, I've talked about this before, The expansion that this one has seen since January of 2018, which is seriously not that long at all, especially when you consider that chunk of time of them not playing live. Um, So, you know, it's really not that long at all. Love, 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 love this tune. Nice way to start the second set here. And the one from Summer Camp, which... We'll get to in a future episode. A pretty solid version that deserves a spin. Perhaps a 2021 spot. We'll see. I don't know. But that one is also a solid version of this as well. Looks next, followed by the crooked one. This tune seeing a lot of play in 2021. This is the fourth one. Getting into the depths of it slightly before seven minutes. Really starting to firmly plant and spread its roots, getting it out for a few minutes, rounding the corner and spreading its wings. Eyes on the ceiling for all the inspirational feels. Another just nice version. Not a 2021 contender, but just. Damn it, I love that tune. <laughs> This one I have discovered for me personally is a tune I think I would add to my list of ones I would play for someone interested in Umphreys because I love the whole adventure of this jam, all the emotions that it lets you feel. It's very much like the healing process of something, the aggression and then the healing and then sort of feeling the confidence of moving forward. And I just really, really love that shit. Summer Camp also saw a really nice version of that tune. Dramatically taking us out and into Breaker. Actually, the first play for this song in 2021. Last play during the Belly Up run in March of 2020 on the 5th. Again, the first of those three nights there they allowed this one to go on a nice stroll take a look around stretch its legs because it's been on the shelf for 17 18 months maybe phil's farm next getting the treatment according to all things umphreys would contain a whistle kids tease but i'm gonna be honest i i don't think i heard it I don't know, it's probably in there and somebody would point it out and be like, oh shit, okay, but I honestly did not think that I heard it. It would really wander off slightly before 10 minutes, ebbing and contorting as it continues and builds, dancing back into fills. I did throw this onto my 2021 list, that jam, give it another spin later. Cheap sunglasses next, I assume in tribute to the bass player of ZZ Top, Dusty Hill who passed away on July 28th. This just perfect for Umphreys tune has been covered 28 times including this one here. Last taken for a spin February 1st 2019 in Albany New York with Vinny Amico of Mo on drums. I really like it when Vinny sits in. No offense to Chris I mean they're t- two totally different drummers um so it's totally different um when Vinny sits in but I also think Vinny is a phenomenal drummer and I I love it when he uh, gets behind the kit and hangs out with Umphreys for a minute, it's fun. Ending the second set of Night One on Beach Mountain with Glory, an encore for the evening, One Last Dance Party with The Silent Type. The final evening on Beach Mountain would kick off with Party and Peeps, followed by Educated Guests that saw some interesting expansion bringing the core of educated guests to an end before beginning its descent off, hopefully about six minutes. I'll be honest, this is exactly everything I hoped this tune would morph into, really. I have loved the studio version of this song since it was released, and I'm sure I've, I've talked about this before. Um, but live, however, I have had a very love-hate relationship with it. I feel the exact same way about Forks. I love that song. I have a very love-hate relationship with that song live. But this version of Educated Guess, nicely done, guys. And I definitely threw out a nice fuck yeah, Joel during that one. This also did find a spot on my 2021 list. And I'm sure it was a nice little unexpected turn of events when this one started for those in attendance. Like... They were probably like, hell yeah. All right, educated guess. I see you. I suggest you give that one a rotation. Like, it's really good. Rounding the corner and full steam ahead into another very delicious sandwich from the weekend. I'm sure if you saw this atlas and you know me, you probably were like, okay, she's going to talk about this. But Conduit into Synchronicity 2 into Conduit. Like I said, if you're a regular listener, I'm sure you know how I feel about this one. Synchronicity 2, originally covered by The Police. I've mentioned since they debuted this on Halloween in 2019. Love this cover. It's so good for them to do. I mean, The Police are just a really great band for them to cover anyways, but... This is such a great song for them. This is actually the fifth time they've taken it for a spin and nestled in this conduit sandwich with its own fantastical and mystical adventure. And inside that, a very, oh my goodness, (laughs) just so delicious, mouth drooling, like honestly, The Boys of Summer by Don Henley jam in here. Like, honestly, guys, I just, like, cannot even. (laughs) Like, ugh. But does this find a spot on my 2021 list? I'm going to say the answer is no. And here's why. First, because the feelings of this are so based on, like, my personal feelings and also... Like, I don't know, like logistically, because of the cover and the Don Henley jam, would they even be able to release it? Maybe not on the vinyl, maybe the Spotify release streaming thing they might be able to, because if that's the case, then yeah. Um, And then we need to include it as one vote. Again, comes back to that where, you know, a sandwich like this needs to be considered as one vote. Um, But I mean, if we can, then yeah, I would vote for it. But it's it has a lot of like personal feelings of why I love it so much. And again, logistically, I don't know if we could do it. But oh, it's just, it's really good, guys. Like it's really, it's really good. So yeah, give that one a spin for sure. Shifting completely next into Mullet Over, Last played in Seattle, February 29th, 2020. It's really nice that they were digging in and looking at what they had played in the beginning of 2020 and starting to dust a lot of those things off. Example one and Draconin, I will always say it like that. I don't know what to say if it's right or wrong. I will always say it that way. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Would round out this first set of night one. We get into it about five minutes with that Draco, Really getting lift off about a minute later, resonating energy out, rounding the corner and embodying the hopefulness the second half of this song brings, soaring beautifully toward the horizon and into those lyrics about 11-ish. I did place this on my 2021 list again to come back to for another listen. Domino Theory to open the final set of The Final Night on Beach Mountain. And you know what? Holy fuck. Like, honestly, I was only listening to this from home. But this, from like six to seven minutes ish, just straight up ripped a hole in the universe. Like, damn. I've said it, it's not my favorite tune, but they know how to jam it out proper, and that one was pretty dank. Nothing Too Fancy next, a very nice, solid, standalone version, cooling itself off about 11 minutes. After a fire jam out of Nothing Too Fancy proper, tuning the dials to find the right frequency for the next leg of this adventure, Deciding to sink into something a little more sensual, thoughtful, and tender. Joyfully dancing back into fancy about six and a half minutes later. Remind me next, slipping so deep into a southwestern evening of dancing and joyous celebrating. Starting to unfold about three minutes. That southwestern jam... I always mention Jake coming back to. Well, this would be our full on immersion into its world. Just all in, just all in it. Just completely all in. Like, it's almost like you had a dream. You've had like this dream and you'd only have like segments of it for a couple nights. And then finally, one night, you have this dream and it's like the full dream of all the pieces that you've been having. I know that's happened to me before Um, but that's kind of how I felt with this that's what it made me think of was like okay we've been getting teased this whole time and it really felt like this was like our falling down the rabbit hole into a serious just immersed all in that jam completely floating into the dusty desert air and completely forgetting about remind me for now instead embodying Higgins beautifully floating off on its own about four minutes, enjoying some rounds, flying around solo before being told to be more responsible, coming back to Earth and back into Higgins. Crucial taunt next with Bayless asking the crowd to do something they've never done before. Boo after the song. And I mean... Come on, after a song that gets you so hype, like Crucial Taunt, how hard was this? But you know what? The crowd actually remembered and with some pretty confident boos, too. Like, they were really booing. You know what, though? Like, I would have tried. But honestly, I I can almost, like, picture it in my mind. Like, I... It would have been too hard for me to actually boo Umphreys. It really would have. Even though it was like a joke, I I don't know. Like, I don't think I would have been able to do it, honestly. Just, I don't know, I can't. (laughs) In the Kitchen would come after that, heading out on its own about four minutes. Very slyly and kind of sneaky dances off, opening more as it continues on embodying that techno kitchen dance party vibe. And what the hell is it that I'm thinking of about 11 minutes? Like I listened to this a handful of times and there's nothing mentioned on all things Umphreys, but dang, what is that? I feel like it's right there, but my brain just cannot figure it out. So if you know, please reach out and let me know. This would be left unfinished for now. Instead, schizophrenically rounding the corner and closing out the second set with the conclusion of Remind Me from just a little bit ago. Encore for the final evening on Beach Mountain. Kula followed by the followed by the conclusion of In the Kitchen. All right, so that's everything I have for this week of the show. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about Umphreys. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for anything that I may have referenced at the top of this episode, as well as where you'll find links to listen to The Evening in Wilmington, as well as Both Nights at Beach Mountain Also tucked inside the show notes, you'll find links for a vault stuffed with past episodes to binge on, a spot where you can book a conversation and be a guest here on the show. I'd love to chat with you, so reach out, book a time. You'll also find links for where you can snag some DATC merch, check out Crooked Conversations, and so, so, so much more, so make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you so much for all of your support. I will see you around these parts next week. Mad love.